Hey team, this is Grant Collins, and welcome to the Basement Philanthropy Podcast, a podcast for microphilanthropists who do not want to wait until they are rich or retired to create good with their money, regardless of the amount. On this episode, we're going to be talking about how you and your money matter. So let's get started. One of my first interactions with microphilanthropy happened when I was about 18 years old. At this time, I was serving a mission for my church in Oklahoma, and we were on the north side of the city. And on this particular night, we were out with a member of the congregation doing visits, like we often did, to members of our church and people who were not members of our church. And while we were out and about in the neighborhood. It was a it was a warm summer evening and so we stopped at a gas station to get some gas and some light refreshments. And I can't quite remember if it was while we were walking out of the gas station convenience store or when we were actually in the car, but the particular member of the church that we were with I'll refer to him as as Jim in this story. He disappeared. And so I obviously was curious about where this person who I'd just been walking uh, with disappeared to. So I'm looking around, and as I am turning around, I see Jim and this person who was in the gas station spot right behind us. And this woman who was in this spot, uh, was clearly in a hard time of life. And what I mean by that is she was driving a old, beat-up minivan. And you could tell by the way that she was dressed and the way that she was acting that she lived a, a hard life. And Jim had obviously noticed this well before I had. And the interaction that I saw was Jim putting his personal credit card into the gas uh, machine and basically informing the woman that this tank of gas was on him. And I watched as the the woman, obviously very, very grateful uh, for this gift out of nowhere, thanked Jim and Jim walked back to the car, got in and we were back on our way. Now, I have no idea if this was a regular practice for Jim. And I don't even remember if we talked about it after he got in the car. But what I do remember is the fire that that started in me. And the reason why it was so impactful was because I had always dreamed about getting involved with philanthropy, but that dream had always been so high in the sky, meaning I thought that I was going to be involved with this big philanthropy project that had thousands of dollars uh, involved with it and hours of planning and in in some remote uh 
country. And Jim had demonstrated how easy and reachable philanthropy was. Maybe $50 of gas on his personal credit card with somebody that he saw that was in need. And it broke down so many, so many barriers and thought processes that I had around philanthropy and really paved the way for me to be where I am right now in my basement recording this podcast. A couple years later, I was in college and it was the time of the semester that I needed to pick classes. And I was searching for an elective credit to fill up some space in my next semester. And I came across this course called Social Innovations. And as I read through the description, I read that it was going to be talking about the place that business and philanthropy collide together. And so this seemed like it was an interesting topic for me, and I decided to sign up for this course. That, that, that course was, was the next building block in, in, in my, my journey. And the reason why is because we actually had to do a project for our final in that class that implemented the things that we had learned that these different companies or organizations had implemented um, in our study of them over the course of the semester. And the project that we decided to do, the, the group and I decided to do, was to create a group dating service. And we were going to create activities that people could invite out their dates to that was safe, well-planned, really exciting. As I began to have this desire to create basement philanthropy, one of the first people that I decided to reach out to was Rob Tonks, the professor of that class. And the biggest reason that I wanted to reach out to him was because of how, how passionate and knowledgeable he was about the subject that I was so interested in. I had done a couple projects um, outside of the one that I just walked you through this, this group dating project. And he had always been such a good resource for me to be able to take these ideas and bring them into something that was bigger and more thought out than they had started. So I contacted Rob and walked him through this idea that I had for basement philanthropy. And he spoke into a couple things that have absolutely changed the way that I am operating basement philanthropy and personally approaching my life and actually is where the title to this podcast came from, is from this clip that I'll share right now. So much of what we get from our, our school systems, our political factions, our media, whatever else you want to throw in that bucket. Um, to me, a, a big part of that message is, you know, uh, that, that you don't matter, right? Yeah. Unless you, you know, have these certain credentials or whatever. And so trying to combat that, I think, is really, really, really important. 
And um, I think it's interesting that you're you're sort of gravitating into the the money sphere. Um, I think my initial thought there is you're probably right that that is the low hanging fruit, and that's the one where maybe it's the idea that that people just have to have more of an awakening that even small means can make a big difference. It can. Yeah, that's right. You know, again, it, we put these conditions on. Oh, well, I'm not, I'm not donating a million dollars to something. It's like, who cares? You know, yeah. spend five bucks and, you know, buy lunch for a stranger on the street. And you know what? You're going to make a bigger difference in their life than this huge $1 million donation to, you know, pick your charity of choice. You know, yeah. like it's about the people. It's about the relationship. It's about the connection. It's about being human. And I think, you know, starting small with the money actually is probably wise in that I think it takes less convincing. It starts there and then you can start to help people build beyond that to see where their time and capacity, skills and energy can start to be leveraged. Hey, you know what? You got an extra buck this week that you saved because I don't know, whatever you did some budgeting something or you you know, I don't know what it is that people waste their money on these days, but you know, there, there was some sort of hesitation about something frivolous. And so you've got this little extra thing to, to see that as a potential for doing good in the world, instead of just being like, oh, it's not enough. Like your money is enough. You are enough and your money is enough. Like yeah, wow. do something with it. And so I think that's really powerful, Grant, like just double down on that and really help people to see that they have sufficient, like there's just something about so much of the messaging around us that says you don't count uh. unless, and that's where everyone just holds themselves back and says, okay, I'm not there. You know, I'm not there yet. You know, I, I, I just, I can't do that. It's for somebody else. I'll sit on the sidelines. Like you say, it's a lot of the talk, right? I'll, I'll, I'll uh, make sure that there's awareness. I'll like, I'll share or whatever, but I'm not actually doing anything substantive. Because uh, deep down, I'm telling myself I can't, that I'm not enough. And that's just tragic, right? When I heard Rob break down why he felt like I should start with money, my mind was, was blown. And, and this is why. I started to realize that it is easy because of what Rob talked about the messaging that we are given on a day-to-day basis from a lot of different sources for us to devalue ourselves, believe that we don't matter, that we're not enough, especially when it comes to making an impact in people's lives that are around us in our direct spheres of influence. But inherently, we see money as being valuable. And so even if we don't believe that we have any value, we see $5 that it can go and create something, whether that is buying us a taco at Taco Bell or getting us into a concert or whatever it might be, that $5 has value. And so if we can start seeing that that $5 has value outside of ourselves, outside of the things that we are doing on a day-to-day basis, And we start to experience that that matters, that that money is enough, 
to create an impact in this world. Then it is an easier step to start believing that we are enough. That you and I are the way and the means that this money is coming into contact with whatever we want to get involved with. And that without us, that creation or that impact would have never happened. And so I, I walked away from that experience and hearing Rob say, no, you are enough. Your money is enough. And I was, I was so inspired. But I don't think that I had really internalized the concept until probably a day or so later. I don't remember exactly what I was doing, but I am a pretty skinny guy. And sometimes I look at myself and I don't feel enough when it comes to who I am. Uh, I don't feel muscular enough or tall enough or whatever it might be. And I remember those thoughts coming into my head. And all of a sudden, Rob's message came into my head at the same time. And since I had already experienced some of what we're talking about in terms of using my money and my influence and what I can create to do impact and to cause that to happen in other people's lives, I was able to talk back to some of the negative conversations that I was having with myself, the negative talk I was having, and say, no, like, I'm, I'm enough. I matter. And it doesn't matter if I am not six foot or not, you know, whatever the weight is. I am enough. And it was in that moment that I experienced that transformation in myself that I started to see why philanthropy and creating good with money is so important and something that I want to invest the rest of my life in helping people do and create because it just doesn't impact whatever cause you're involved with. It impacts the individual. It impacts me and it can impact you if you decide to get involved with creating good with the money in your pocket. If you're not watching the video podcast, I would invite you to watch it because what I have to say next is going to be more powerful if, if, if you're looking at me. You and your money are enough. You can create good with $2. And it's not the $2 that has value. It's you. And if you don't believe me, go and use that $2 to create good and then come back and talk to me. Because I believe that you will have the same experience that I have had as I've started to get involved with this. I am so, so committed to that idea 
And there are so many people out there that can benefit from it. And one of those people is you. Well, team, that's a wrap for me. Let's go create good with the money in our pockets together. Talk soon.